Hey, yo, what up and welcome to episode number nine of the Yours to Staying On podcast. I am your host, Chad Reese, man. Sorry for the delay. COVID made a visit to your boy. Well, I already had it once back in February, but I ended up catching it again from my damn wife, who had been so relaxed after ducking and dodging this thing for two and a half years and finally caught up to her, man, for her to go this long and be a teacher in the school system with all them kids and snotty nose and everything everywhere for her to make it this far, man. It was a blessing, but it came. It took her out for a little bit. I had to do, you know, the loving husband role and take care of my household, you know, family first. So I had to shut everything down, make sure they're taken care of. But everything's cool now, man. Episode number nine is ready to go. If you haven't heard any of my other episodes, bro, you can catch them on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, man. I'm out there on all your favorite streaming platforms. It's a movement, guys. I'm moving into this future, into my purpose, into my calling. I love to do this. I love to put these things out there for y'all, and I'm glad I can continue to keep doing it. So thank you for rocking with me, man. Please like, share, subscribe, and enjoy this episode, episode number nine. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of yours, this thing on podcast, man. Episode number nine, man. I know this thing was supposed to go out, uh, shit, a couple of weeks ago, probably, but, I mean, COVID made a visit. Yeah, COVID made a visit, man. It 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 got my wife after two and a half years of my wife dugging and dodging COVID. She works in the school system. Never had a booger, a sniffle, sore throat, nothing. And it finally caught up to her. And I must say, it was due time for it to happen because she started getting a little bit too relaxed. My wife is one who's always had a mask with her during this pandemic. And everywhere we go, every store we go into, we out in public. We at restaurants. She always had a mask. But recently, those things have changed. I mean, since since the world seemed like it was starting to open back up, my wife became a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, she started t- toting that mask around, and then, boom, it got her. So now we back on that. We got to be a little bit more cautious. You know, we don't take those precautions like we used to. For And for so many people out there, they never did. They didn't give a damn about this damn, this damn virus at all. And... They fought the system to sit up there and not wanting to wear a mask, pissing other people off when you don't understand it. Like, I'm, this is for your safety. Me wearing my mask is for your safety, right? Even I had issues with that at one point. I was like, man, this shit ain't what it is, man, whatever. It's a, it's a virus like any other thing, bro. If it was that damn serious, they wouldn't let us come outside. But you can't force people to do things. You can only ask. But for something to be as, I guess, life-threatening as this was supposed to be you would think that they'd be like look we're not listening to it we're gonna shut all this shit down y'all gotta stay in the, in the house because right now there are several countries who are abiding by lockdown rules like i know y'all see what's going on in china they locked all that shit down as soon as they start finding people getting sick again and all this thing continues to keep doing is mutating mutates 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 right it's trying to survive it's gonna do everything it takes to make it so until we do get the green light that shit is cool or that the actual vaccines are um that they're, they're helping better than they were before like they're more effective right because i'm vaccinated i got the pfizer i got pfizer a while back you know and boosters and all this other shit and i'm glad i did because um my wife getting getting corona it was like okay what about me and my son like, oh, shit, like, I got to get, see, if we can get checked out, see, we got it, but we get checked out, we fine, we negative, <laughs> you know, my wife positive, walking around this bearing a coronavirus germ, so we had to lock her down, and in taking care of her, I guess I must have contracted it, but here's the thing, though, when when I 
went back, we went back and tested. I won't say that maybe three or four days later. And when we test my entire family test positive, right? Me, Chandler, and my wife. So me and Chandler had no symptoms though. We went coughing, no sneezing, no runny nose. Like we, we're doing fine. And I'm, I'm believing I was doing how I was because I caught Corona back in February. I got Corona and that shit was terrible, man. Like as, as long as I had fought this shit too, because I've been out there in the public, man, I never stopped. My job did not allow me to stop. My job had me on the front lines working with individuals who were dealing with like mental disorders. And I had to go and build time with these people. And it was impossible for me to go and build time with somebody over the phone that's schizophrenic. You ever try to talk to somebody with a mental disorder over the phone? You ever try to talk to somebody who's bipolar over the phone? <laughs> like severely bipolar or major depressing? You ever try to do that shit? It is, it's not easy. It's, you might be able to get the person to stay on the phone for maybe, maybe 15 seconds. We had to log 15 minutes just to get a, um, a, a billable time with these clients. So that shit didn't work. So I had, to, I had to go out in the field. I couldn't stop going. And much like my wife, when they took away the virtual classroom and put them back in the classes, like, okay, how much do y'all care about our safety? Like, seriously, like, how much do y'all really, really care? Because this, this time, man, that my wife had this, this, had the corona, right? I knew it was going to hit her different because a lot of people, when they think about coronavirus, they think about getting sick and feeling bad and possibly um, having this be a fatal, a fatal virus, right? For me, it was, you know, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to rest. I'm going to um, take medicine. You know, I'm going to go get sunlight. The problem for it was just the isolation. So this is not this is what we're not thinking about when it comes to coronavirus. The isolation of people, people desire people, people desire touch, they desire communication, they desire one-on-one -on -one time. That, that's a lot of people that their love language is right, is that. So imagine a person whose love language is quality time and they cannot spend time with you and they actually in the same place where you are. Right. I saw this unfold in front of my eyes when I went to go check on my wife. I think it was like maybe day three. I was like, hey, baby, are you good? You need anything? And she looks over at me. But before she can utter a word, she starts crying. She just breaks down and starts crying. I'm like, man, in that moment, I saw my wife, you know, at one of her most vulnerable states. And that, that, that hurt me because I couldn't go over there and hug and hold my wife. Because of where we are in our life right now, I feel her. Everything about her. Because of who I am right now, me being an empath, I feel everything. So imagine feeling your significant other in that moment. And the only thing you can do is say, hey, everything's going to be okay. The shit was tough, right? So she 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 got to that point to where it's, it's not about being congested, you know, and coughing constantly and being fatigued because that was us saying that she was tired all the time. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you have to isolate away from your people. My family, we all love each other. And she had to stay there. And me and my son had to stay in the front. My, my son just kept saying, hey, man, mama, I want to come and give mama a hug. You can't do that. You can't hug her. You're going to get sick. I mean, hell, we got sick anyway. And then, <laughs> look, you, we, you're trying not to get sick, right? You're trying to be responsible because I get sick 
now and I can't take care of my son properly, right? I can't go out and shop. We all have to isolate now. So what, how are we going to survive? We're going to have to have everything delivered to us. So that's why people need to take precaution. When somebody gets sick in your house, man, please abide by the the protocols because the idea is safety right nobody's trying to lock you down nobody's trying to take away your, your rights nobody's trying to take away your freedom what we're trying to do is keep you safe and that's what that's what for, for me like this pandemic experience was about people and just genuine acts of kindness that we shit i mean it was I, it was gone i mean you nobody treated anybody really fairly you know let me not say nobody because that's just a that's putting everybody in the same box this is like saying all cops are racist or all cops are trying to kill us right but what i'm saying is the majority of people out there in the world the ones that we that we saw they didn't care about this they don't care about you people people during this time we saw who really cared about each other it's, it's a it's a very sad time and it's 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 even worse that we're still going through this right now we got the pandemic going on. We got mass shootings starting to, to, to rise again. And right now it's worse than it's ever been before. It's worse. Like I go I, I go to therapy. And my therapist, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, man. I go to therapy, bro. And I'm talking to my therapist. He's like, man, how you feeling? How's, how's your anxiety? How's everything going? I'm like, you know, actually everything is, is, is good. Except for the fact that somebody just shot up 19 kids and killed like two, three adults. And my wife works in the school system. So imagine, right, for me, I'm able to control it better than others do, you know. But for my for my wife and for me to see this and like, yo, she works in the school system. She's a teacher. And then my son is a student at her school, right? I go to my son's graduation. Like I, I said this, I go to my son's graduation and like there's nothing, there's nothing put into place immediately after a school shooting so you gotta understand anxiety is high so all that leading up into the 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 day i was supposed to do a show wife get corona mass shootings and then there's a there's an attempt where well, it was it was alleged they found information on online from uh, a facebook account that they were going to try to attack Maynard in a, another school in texas and my wife saw that and she's flipping out on that. So it's like, damn, we, we're constantly being bombarded with these things. So the idea right now is to try to keep as a, a safe and safe environment as possible. Right. So for my wife during her time being sick, I was trying to create not only just a safe environment for all of us so we don't get sick and we still end up getting sick anyway. But I mean, I went and took another test. I think it was like two days later and we were, we were negative. So I don't know how this Corona stuff works bro i just know i didn't got corona twice i'm vaccinated and it's it's still a possibility <laughs> like you're gonna get this thing everybody's gonna get it right so my the thing is just being cautious man being aware of what's going on and taking care of each other because in these moments these are the moments where we really need each other seeing my wife she really needed me i mean my family really needed me in this moment care of everything that she would normally like because we we work together there's no such thing in our house as gender roles there's just things that need to be done so that's what we do. We take care of business. And now all the business has been thrusted onto one individual. Hey, shout out to all the moms out there with all the single parents. Let me not just say moms because I'm not, <laughs> I know there's a lot of fathers out there that's taking care of these children by themselves too, but the majority is women. Trust me. 
But shout out to the single parents out there. This shit is not easy. Taking care of a child and yourself and somebody else is not. For, for, for those people out there who full-time students, got full-time jobs, and you're being a parent, bro, I'm giving you your roses right now. If, all, if any of y'all know anybody like that right now, please give them a phone call. Call them, give them a text, and just tell them how much you appreciate them. They are the, the real heroes. They the real heroes. So not to digress too much further, to go back and like making it a safe and uh, like a calming and a, a happy experience for my wife, I had to start explaining to her what what makes you feel good and not the staying in the house and laying in the bed and getting the rest. No, get outside, get some sunlight, right? get some fresh air. So we started to do that. We started to go outside and get this fresh air and talking and whatnot and it was a great experience. Like for me, Corona has has made me and my wife's marriage way tighter than it's ever been. And for those who were able to survive this pandemic experience with your significant other, hey, that's a blessing. And for those who fought and fought and fought for the last two and a half years, go get some help. You got desire to be with each other. There's still some hope there for both of y'all on both sides. Then both of y'all come together and come to a conclusion that you need to get some kind of outside source to help you deal with your issues inside. Corona showed us who we are. Verbally and, and physically, it showed us who we are. And in these moments of Corona, me and my wife, we've got so much tighter. Our conversations are so much more meaningful, right? And I've learned so much about this woman that I've been with going on 10 years, November the 18th. I learned so much about her and learned so much about myself, man. And it's it's cool. <laughs> so, man, one of the things during during this time, man, of just chilling with my wife and, and having these conversations out on our back porch, man, like she was telling me a story about another teacher that had got in trouble, got in trouble for having... So sex with a with a student and she tell me she's like and this lady was beautiful you know so she, she's a pretty lady like what is she doing what's wrong with her and in my mind in that moment i thought man remember how because I'm, I'm saying it to myself I'm like remember when i was back in when i was in school me and my people used to always be like man where were those teachers at when we was in school shit i'm glad we didn't find them now that i'm older and more mature like i don't seriously we were looking to have sex with these older women. Man, you my teacher. <laughs> this is terrible. Like, what, what has happened to the school system? I mean, this is some shit. That, hey, when I was back, when I was back in high school, that this, there was a kid there that was knocking down one of the teachers. He was driving a car, and she was AKA. Shout out to the AKAs. They the ones that's doing it big. <laughs> that's a warranty there, man. I tell you, bro, they got so much stuff going on with them, man. They, I remember back in the day, some I think probably in Atlanta, one of these AKAs, they had like a brothel. You feel me? Like these boys, prostitution ring, man, the AKAs. But my wife tells me this and I go look up a story and as I go look up a story, I also come across another story, right? Because my wife is like, these teachers are in education and higher learning and they're supposed to be teaching our babies, right? And they they learning the wrong things from them. And so I tell her, I say, well, there was also a story because as I'm looking for this lady, I'll, I'll come across another story about a lady who was a, she just was awarded teacher of the year 
right? She was award teacher of the year, and she got in she got into an altercation with one of her students because she used the N word. All right, so check it out. This is how she used the N word. She was reading a um she's reading the book for the class, and when she came upon that word in the book, she said it. And after she said it, she kept saying it, referring back to the text in the book. Now, this student, right, saw an Instagram post for this teacher who was celebrating um, achieving this Teacher of the Year award. And under this lady's, uh, in the comment section, the student that was in class wrote, isn't this the same lady that was using the N-word in class, right? So the teacher goes, I was using that N-word to explain something that was happening in the book. That's what she says, right? And the very next day, this teacher goes to school and she calls this young lady into a class, just her, her and this, this young lady are in the class together. And she proceeds to beat the hell out this little girl. She she palm slapped her in the nose, busted this girl's nose, she started bleeding. And after she saw that red, hey, you know that, you know that culture, you know those people, you know them as Americans, right? She saw that blood gush, and she, I guess she just said, fuck it, I don't care. And she just started whooping this little girl's ass, grabbing about her hair, calling her a, a, a F and B. Like, seriously? And you want to know why we got a problem with you using that word, even if you're using it in the context that you used it in? You have to understand, right? When we use that word, when we use the N-word, it's not because of malice or ill intent. But for anybody outside of black people, right? And even that word black right there, black was a word that was given to us when once they took us off those boats you feel me once they start going around finding our people and enslaving them and bringing them over here to this country to do manual labor we became black and the word nigga it has to be a spine from the word negro because black and the hispanic term for black is negro so they got to find some way of making it derogative to have us be belittled because when even when you look up the word nigger Right. Nigger in the dictionary is the most offensive word that you can use. The most offensive word you could use. So why is it that I have to continue to keep explaining to you why you shouldn't use the N word? Even for myself, right? Like sometimes I'll be catching my come my mama tell me all the time, I'm always saying nigger. <laughs> it's it's embedded in my soul. It's I'm conditioned to to use this word since I was like five or six. I told y'all, if y'all listen to any of my old episodes, bro, I'm, I was raised off of reckless behavior. I used to sneak into my den and listen to Richard Pry albums all night long into the morning and then I go to bed. So that word is embedded into my DNA. It's in my soul. <laughs> and it's very hard for me to stop using. But trust me, I'm, I'm, I, I try. I try. Because not because, you know, they say nobody should use it, but just because of the meaning of it. Right. I don't have to call anybody a nigga to refer to them that as my partner, that's my friend. Or that you're doing something stupid, because that's what we use. We use the word nigga for a lot of things. Like a white person could be a nigga. Cause you doing you doing nigga activity. You're doing some nigga shit. What this lady did when she started beating on this damn little black girl, you, you having a nigga moment. You done flipped the fuck out. 
right? It's supposed to be the reverse. We are the ones who usually lash out for somebody who using that word against us. You use the word and somebody called you out and then you went proceeded to attack them, right? And for those out there who do like, what, what I say to people that, I, that I've come to learn now is that you cannot get mad at anybody for whatever reaction they have towards you. Whatever action you take towards somebody, you cannot get mad at that reaction. Now, that reaction that they have towards you, if it's unlawful, now we got a problem. Because just because I called you out your name don't mean that you should try to hurt me. Hell, call me one back. And that's where this shit is, is, is misconstrued because when a white person calls you a nigga, you call them a honky or a cracker don't mean shit. <laughs> that don't mean the damn thing. A cracker is food. It's a snack. And a honky, if you look up in the dictionary, is a good looking person. So what the hell are we doing when we try to offend them by calling them names? What the hell are you doing when you try to offend anybody by calling them a name? What are you what are you trying to gain from that? I mean, I I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. At at this point in time, if these are things that are truly affecting us, right? Because we know what it means. And that's why we're trying to push so hard to get critical race theory taught in our schools. And you have these individuals that are like, I don't want that to be taught because it makes my kids feel sad. Fuck what your kids feel. Do you know what your people did to our, my, my people? We have to learn these things so we can learn the true history, right? which is really our story to learn about how this place came to be. Look, this is why they don't want to talk about these things because what they finally do, individuals who are in those ranks are going to start asking questions. They're going to be like, why did they enslave black people? Why would, I mean, I get it. You, you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, they enslaved everybody. Look, there was three reasons that you were a slave back in the day. Religious reasons, a prisoner of war, or you was in debt to somebody. But then there was a Pope. I think his name was Pope Honest or some shit. I have to look it up. But this Pope was the one who wrote it into effect that you have to be black to be a slave. So that's why you saw so many African-Americans or people of color as slaves, because it was written into law. We need to understand these things. Why were we the ones chosen to do your damn work? Why were we the ones chosen to build up this country? And why are we the ones who are not reaping the benefits of the hard work and labor that those people did? Don't be able to call me a nigga. You need to understand that shit. I don't have to keep explaining it to you. If we did the, the, the research and the studying in the schools and they taught these kids this shit, they would know. Y'all too busy over here sitting up here trying to teach kids pronouns and shit like that. Him and her and they and all this other shit. Look, if you want to be that, you are that. I don't have no issues with the lbgtq community at all well my my issue with it is is that you want me to partake in an idea that you have a feeling that you have do you know how i feel as a black person do you even fucking care because the minute i start talking about how the fuck i feel you're gonna talk about how you feel you see what i'm saying I, we we as black people have been talking about how we feel for decades and now you just want us to go ahead and just be like, well, abandon how we feel for right now so we can go ahead and just um, take part in your feelings. Look, I don't got no, I got, I'm, I'm an ally. Trust me. I'm an ally to humans. And humans having human experience. That's what's going on. You're having a human experience. But don't try to subject me to your, to your experience. 
I don't have to do that. Just like you don't have to refer to me in a certain way. Like we don't have any kind of connection to each other. But I, I trust me, I believe in your rights as a person, as people. So, and that's, that's another thing. I I should be the one who decides who teaches my kids about um, the, the gay communities. I should be the one. And like my son, he's not going to look at anybody any different because we don't look at anybody any different. But how how is it that it's okay for you to teach this in school? You want to be educating our kids. And CRT is a part of education. So we know, we, black people, people of color, know where we came from. I don't know where I came from. If I go do uh, uh, Ancestry.com right now, right? Well, I actually, I am on Ancestry.com, but if I go do like a DNA test, it's probably going to say like, I don't know, 40, 30%, like some country in Africa, right? But then it's going to say all these other things. And it's, def- it's definitely going to say some some Welsh Ireland in me because those the motherfuckers who encaptured my, my family. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen Crest and shit like that, the the McLeans and the boats that these captains, right? My the, the, these people in my family, the people who captured us. I got pictures and everything, and get documents. I I, I seen the shit, I seen the slave records. I'm like, man, what the hell? I want to know where I'm from. I want to know my ancestry. I want to know about my people. And that's very sad that when I'm sitting in the classroom with 20 other students, and let's say if those 20 other students uh, is of Anglo descent or whatever, you know, the Caucasian persuasion, they can tell you exactly where they're from. They're all about their people and everything they own and everything. I can't tell you shit about nobody in my family, the, the colored region. I can't tell you nothing about them past, I think, like 19... 10 some shit like that or at least at least on my my father's side but my mama's side that shit goes way back it goes way back so the n-word we start there it's one of the most disgusting words you can use in the english verbiage right and if y'all got issues with people calling people retarded and people calling people faggots and shit like that you really should have an issue with people calling people niggas because that a, a nigga is a incompetent person, a dummy who lacks the will to learn, who lacks the ability to learn. You use that for a lazy person, right? That's how they use this word. And for my people, when, when it's used against us, it's a trigger. It's a trigger. And it's a trigger word that we need to learn how to adapt to and get, get over. Not saying that we should just keep allowing these people to say these things to us, but we should get into that space, right, where we're able to teach each other that we won't react emotionally to that word when it's used against us. Instead, we're going to act intelligently, right? We're not going to go and we're not going to operate in spaces with individuals using that word without having the intellect to explain to them, right? Like, not even to them. And I don't, if it's on your job, HR ain't gonna do shit. HR is not there to save you. HR is like the a union. It's like the union for police. Like, the police union is there to save corrupt cops. So HR, it keeps this business going. 
Like all them times you do surveys and shit like that, thinking that they don't know that the survey came from you, that's a bullshit. Because whenever you do it, from this point, you're going to notice it now. When they tell you, hey, go log on and do your survey, and you forget to do it. And then you get an email to say, hey, you haven't done your survey yet. That means that they know for sure that you haven't done an anonymous survey that says it's never it's not going to get checked by anybody. But they know that you haven't done it yet. And then after you do it, it's, it's okay. Thank you. You're in compliance now. You didn't you have to go put a password and all this other shit in to even get to that survey? You see what I'm saying? They know. They know. Nothing. Nothing. Look. That word it fucking sucks. I use it a lot, and I'm trying not to use it as much, but that doesn't give the right to somebody else to use it against me that's bullshit it's just like when they tell you well y'all use it against each other too y'all use it for uh, uh y'all use the word why we can't use it and it's like y'all be like when we tell you hey stop killing us yeah like, well y'all kill each other all the time what what do you mean listen to what i'm saying y'all stop killing us y'all stop using that word that's what i'm asking you to do i don't need you to tell me what i do or what we do i'm telling you what you do and why it's offensive and when you go back and learn the history, right, the history that y'all fucking try to create, instead, well, instead of learning your history, learn our history and how that word makes us feel and how it was used against us as a derogatory term, you stop doing it. But y'all afraid to do that shit because y'all have to start asking a lot of goddamn questions, right? Pandora's box has all the secrets in it. Everybody's secret, right? And I'm asking, like, this is this is my question. I've been asking a lot of people. Are you okay with saying the worst thing that you've ever done in your life? Are you are you okay with living with the worst thing that you've ever done? Can you say that out loud? See, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people have been in um, situations where the the words or the actions they use have gotten somebody else killed. And in this country, right, murder is against the law. So all these people at the top in these these elite sectors that have all these secrets they, they don't want to tell. They don't want y'all to find out anything about slavery. That's shit. It's what's fun that that's why they are where they are right now. You think these motherfuckers are, uh, have all this money and this power because they woke up one day and they, they decided to start working. They got a job and they saved their money and they moved in stocks. Fuck no. They got rich off of our labor. They got rich off of us. So, yeah, they, they got to start. They got to own up to the start answering them the questions. Whoever's our ally in those mix, they the ones who have to stand up because it ain't going to get done by us. What we got to do is come together and start working to get our own, start trying to own shit. But on their end, they the ones who got to start owning up to what they did that put us in the position that we were back in the day and why we got to fight so hard now. Yo, that's my time. Episode number nine. Episode number 10 coming up. Trying to get my wife on the mic. 10 years we've been together, so episode number 10 going to be about us. Y'all take care.